Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind the Gap. Starting us off, fun facts. Right, Stephen. Hello with your fun fact. Right, yo. So there are 6.8 billion people on the planet, and 4 billion of them use mobile phones. That statistics already out of date. No, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, but only 3.5 billion of them use a toothbrush. So more people own a smartphone than they own a toothbrush. Fucking hell. That's a fun fact. How, how, how's, how do we get an accurate figure for that? I have no idea. I just Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fun fact. I'm just believing what it says. Colgate, I've got some serious, serious growing to do. Well, I'll let, I'll let, I'll let our, uh, our listeners read the article for themselves on the morning commute and they can make a judgment for themselves, but I found it quite interesting, so I thought, hmm, why not? Perfect. Well, my, my fact for this episode is in Scotland... Mm-hmm. There is 420 words for snow. You, what? There is 420 different words to describe snow in Scotland. Is that all in the one sentence, or is that 400? <laughs> that must be some mega rant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the snow I, comes down, blocks your drive, and I then have 350 of them are swear words. <laughs> 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 but yeah, four four hundred twenty-one. Some examples are, I think this is right, sneezel, which is to start raining or snowing, and um, fiefel to swirl, like snow swirling. swirling. Uh-huh. I think. I, oh wait, hold on. A flink drinking is a light snow. Fucking <laughs> metal. Like we live here, and I've never. Oh, it's just. It's just I, fucking. I just call it snow. Snow, 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 stay, snow. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just different tones. If you go further to the west, it's uh, different tone. Go up a wee bit north, it's you sound weird. I don't know. If you go further west, it's just that white shape. <laughs> fucking snowing again. Don't fucking eat it. <laughs> You've got yellow snow, white <laughs> snow, <laughs> black Brown snow, snow. <laughs> sore snow. Aye, aye. F- the, that fine snow. Fine snow, that really clumpy snow. Aye, that that's the good the shit stuff. that you walk on. It's almost not quite ice. It's got a wee bit of air in it. That slushy snow, slushy snow. Aye, wet aye. snow, wet snow. <laughs> mhm. Hail snow. <laughs> Hail snow. <laughs> no again. Right. So today we're going to give you a rundown of iOS thirteen because uh, we've got a. Is it? Is it? Is it illegal to have what you've got? No, this is a public beta. Well, oh, it was oh, it fine. was a developer beta beforehand. I'm not actually officially a developer. I did manage to get a hold of that um, right, through so someone else. So we started else. off doing it, doing something we shouldn't have been doing. No, 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 no. So basically, I knew someone who was who pays for the developer beta, and they just oh. passed me the the, the file um, or the profile to install. So I just installed the profile because at the end of the day, it's the more analytics they've got for their beta, the better. So, Perfect. Um, yeah. So, so in that case, we're 100 percent legit then. Oh, 100%. Excellent. So we've got iOS 13 right now on indeed. iPad Pro. Indeed. Well, iPad OS, but yeah, indeed. So we're going to give you a rundown, full rundown of iOS 13, everything that's bringing all the good shit, uh, everything we really like. And we're also <clears> just, you know, for a bit of comparison, going to give you an Android Q rundown. Oh, I'm so interested in that. So that's going to be an interesting one. We're also going to put them head to head towards the end of the episode. After we've finished giving you all the juicy bits, we're going to put them head to head and go, you know, iOS versus Android. What the fuck's better? 
Now cue the fucking Muzak. So kicking us off, we've got iOS 13. So a couple of features to be excited about if you're an iPhone user. Uh, as you know, we both use Android phones, so... Spoiler alert. Yep, sorry, sorry. I know we're pitching the idea of iOS 13, but we didn't have it, so... You're just going to have to deal with what we found, tough you, shit. You just need to be excited on our behalf. <laughs> 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 so a uh, couple of features, I think the, the, the groundbreaking one is... Dark mode is finally coming to iPhone. Thank Jesus! You no longer have to jailbreak your phone to, <laughs> to get dark mode. That's ridiculous. I know. So stinker. So, yeah. Got dark mode coming. Um, another really exciting thing is gamepad support for both iPhone and iPad. So that basically means you can hook up your PlayStation Four controller, Xbox One, Xbox One controller. You can play Fortnite. I don't know. I'd imagine PUBG will come soon. PUBG um, hopefully will come San soon. San Andres on that. You've got the, the Rockstar collection. You yeah. can play on it as well. Um, so that's really exciting. And we've also now got signing with Apple. So I'm really excited about signing with Apple. Okay, and tell me more. One of the reasons, obviously, I've just got my iPad, and I'm getting towards buying an mm. iPhone because the whole ecosystem thing and it works really well. But signing with Apple for me is gonna be. One is one of the key features. So essentially, you go to a website. Traditionally, there's a login with Facebook, login with Google. Mm-hmm. There's now a login with Apple ID. Mm-hmm. But Apple don't share your Apple ID or your email with that company. They create a fake one, give it to them, <laughs> so you don't get spammed with hundreds of emails and all this. Nice. Keeper. Keeps your data nice and secure. That's something I am you really looking can, forward to. You also don't need to deal with like stupid crazy emails from like boohoo.com <laughs> exactly <laughs> not even that though is that every single um, Apple device has a specific hardware specific chipset mm-hmm. to store and encrypt all your biometric data the fact that that's secure behind a hardware wall and then the fact that your everything else after that is now also secure because all that shitty stuff is getting sent to one of Apple's servers and just getting thrown in the trash and then you're literally just sitting there hassle-free, no subscribe to anything, but you're signed in with Apple. It Smashing. just, it just oh, that, that, well, I'm excited for that Cracking like, Why? So as you mentioned, you've recently purchased a, an iPad Pro. Oh, I have. Okay, I'm going to run down the, the features that's coming to iPad's um, OS. But first, tell me, what's got you excited about the Pro? Well, why are you loving it? The reason why I bought it was the changes that um, is coming. So obviously, it's in beta version just now. Um, I bought Which the we iPad have. exactly. Yeah, I bought the iPad and straight away uh, installed the developer beta straight away. So my iPad has never been bug free. <laughs> put, <laughs> put it that way. So I bought for only fifteen hundred pounds, you can have a buggy iPad. <laughs> exactly. So I bought an iPad that has hardware like it's got. Double the GPU performance of, of my MacBook, like because my MacBook's a, a 2013 model. It is an absolute beast. CPU mm-hmm. is a monster as well. The thing is an incredible machine. 
but at the moment it's just a it bit, can't load WhatsApp. Well, whenever, whenever, <laughs> whenever I close Fortnite, for example, uh, my iPad refreshes, <laughs> so it just sort of restarts itself and then just takes them back to the lock screen. Little things are lying out. Developers are still obviously working to fix all these little little issues, and they will be fixed. And I end out, but I really wanted all the extra features, but that's why I got it. And I'm honestly, it is so fun yeah, to yeah. use. Yeah. Just just on a side note, me and Stephen are restricted to um, <laughs> Facebook Messenger for communication now because uh, his WhatsApp doesn't oh, work. It's really frustrating, right? Because WhatsApp does a WhatsApp desktop, which yeah. is built for Windows and Mac OS. And Mac, yeah, yeah. I'm not running Mac OS, obviously, on this, <laughs> which is annoying. But the normal WhatsApp app is for mobile phones um, and this isn't also this is not a mobile phone it's neither so the apps that run WhatsApp are just basically apps that link to WhatsApp online mm-hmm. so you basically just have an app that links you to a web page to think of WhatsApp and I tell you right now it's a pain in the back passage because <laughs> these apps are not free and they're caped with ads mm-hmm. now you can go and use it in Safari because now you have one of the best things, definitely probably the best thing, desktop browsing. We'll go mm. over that obviously later in the episode. But um, with the desktop browsing, I can just do it through Safari. But mm-hmm. it's just one of them things where I kind of like to have a wee icon and a wee aye. app and then put it in a wee box and then that's my wee box. Just convenient. Aye. aye so it's the workflow and you can do your multitasking. Exactly. And... Yeah, yeah. And I'm drawn the new just because why not? Because he's also <laughs> went and bought an Apple Pencil. Aye, aye, I've got my Apple Pencil. <laughs> <laughs> splashing the cash this month oh. anyway so a couple of features that are coming to the iPad that we're really excited about we mentioned the game support that is coming to both um, iPhone and iPad so that's grand mm-hmm. dark mode again also compatible with both but sidecar this is sidecar. something we're excited about sidecar is only compatible with um, iPad at the moment however on my Mac, which is running um, macOS Catalina, mm-hmm. which is also in beta mode as well, um, and the public beta has been released. Again, I got the developer beta for that one. So if you're running a Mac with that's running Catalina and you have an iPad that's running iPadOS, which um, runs on top of iOS 13, mm-hmm. you can use your iPad as a second display either wirelessly or wired fantastic so you don't you no longer have to connect your laptop up to a external monitor if you're out and about and you yep. need to do anything any work wise you can mirror the display show someone the ipad they're holding it in their hands and you're doing everything on the mac showing them like what you want them to show if you have like a slideshow presentation and you have your mac connected to an external periphery you can hold the ipad in one hand and mm-hmm. literally just like swipe with your fingers yep. just touch you have an ipad um that's running a mac screen that's also apple pencil um compatible so if you are a designer you can draw directly into things like photoshop for example all these like desktop apps it is really really fantastic which is going to be amazing for professionals absolutely outstanding for professionals and really good if you're like me and you just want to extend your workflow for me i got the mat the the ipad originally to replace my mac but sidecar feature has prompted me to to actually fall in love with my Mac again. So when I'm working at home, mm-hmm. I can just hook up the iPad because the iPad just runs Sidecar as an app. So you can just close Sidecar whenever you want, yeah, yeah. jump back in and your Mac stuff is still there. It doesn't like disconnect the display. So fantastic feature on that. Again, it helps so much for workflow. Uh, as I said, it stopped me from getting rid of my MacBook. So 
yeah, brilliant feature once again and something that you should definitely be excited for. Even remember, I may have the newest iPad Pro, but this is compatible with all the iPads way back to the iPad Air and even just the iPad iPad, the newest base model iPad. So again, amazing. And all those iPads now are Apple Pencil first generation compatible. Fantastic. So you still have the Apple Pencil support mm-hmm. for the external second display. Another, another notable mention on the Apple Pencil is they reduced the input latency of the Apple Pencil from 22 milliseconds to 9 milliseconds, which is a huge jump. It's massive, um, and that's so all it's, software. It's, it's almost instant. Um, it's really good. It's well, amazing. you know that I use it a lot, but yeah. you used it last night <laughs> to design um, yeah, we just sketch some new logos and, it was and like stuff. A five-minute job, and we thought it was literally just, you know, I don't know, it was just quickly just to get something. I was to get an, a, an idea out, really. For yourself, Nepal is a lefty, unfortunately. Uh, he is. Um, I'm one of these guys. He's one Again, of them. Smudge marks on cards. Smudge marks. Now, how did, because obviously I use it, I could be biased because I use it and I love I love everything. I love this entire setup. Brilliant. Um, I don't really have any bad words to say about it. Mm-hmm. But what did you think? I thought it was really, really well optimised. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me some positives and some negatives from when you were using it type on like the I notes like how you can because the first the first um first thing I thought with the pencil is I thought I would have to like sort of like you know be really careful where I put it because mm-hmm. I thought you know if I touch it with my hand it's gonna like jump yep. back to yep. the previous yep. screen and stuff so I was like almost using it like a pointer yeah um, so yeah. my writing was terrible so even just trying to write out a simple like hi my name is Paul I was like pointing at like a chalk stick hey, but, my name is Pear <laughs> <laughs> but my I think one of my favourite things is you can actually get the iPad down on a flat table lean your hand on it because because you've got that pencil in your hand that yeah. iPad knows that it's not expecting the touch from your hand from your skin that electromagnetic feedback and one um, thing to make a difference so yeah. that it's waiting on the pen one thing um, you found out today whatever. as well yeah. was the the gestures for multitasking and things only work with your fingers you thought yes. that was kind of cool yes ah because if you accidentally touch that with a, the pencil, um, you're jumping back to the home screen. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, for fuck's sake, I was trying to draw. Mm-hmm. You know, but have to actually physically use your finger to get yeah. back to the home. Yeah, just simple attention to detail. I it, appreciate it. Was, it was really cool. It took me like a little while to f- to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Jump back, using your finger and stuff like that. I was like, why, why, why is it like it's this? quick as well because you can jump really quickly from your, pe- your pencil settings to just normal, but just double tapping the pencil. Well, that's that's like you can switch between like your last tool and stuff, yeah. But yeah, remember, yeah. if you're using the pencil, you're drawing away. You just have to use your finger instantly, and then you can use the pencil straight away again. Yeah, yeah. So there's no class. There's no latency between chopping and changing between the pencil fingers. The iPad knows exactly what it's using. I never actually thought right that this would work as well or be worth because it's worth a lot of money. The For Apple pencil. pencil, yeah, the Apple pencil, well. The Apple Pencil is not cheap. The second generation Apple Pencil is £129 for registered. That's the registered retail price. That's what it retails at. An expensive piece of kit. Apple did bump up the price from the original, which was £100. But I must say, if you're going to get an iPad, don't get the Folio keyboard. You don't need it. There's cheaper ones out there. Mine's was £17. I love it. But the pencil, whoops, the pencil is definitely a must. Um, that That is a given. It goes hand in hand and it works so well with it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So uh, another one of the another one of the features coming to the iPad that I think I'm probably the most excited about because this is on Android and mm. I just think it's such an amazing thing because it's it's very much like a desktop. Yeah. 
the new file system that's coming, external hard drive support, all that good stuff. You have no idea. Not only that, I must say the new multitasking with the gesture controls ties in well with it. So when I'm using editing software, so LumaFusion is a video editing software, you literally can now pull in from the side your files app, go into, if you have an external drive plugged in, go into the external drive, drag and drop your files into an app, could be anything, could be Photoshop, straight into the app, edit the file, and then it saves, but it doesn't save on the iPad, it saves directly and edits directly videos, um, music, and photos from the external drive. You don't need to eject the drive, it's always prepared to eject, so your drive can never be corrupt when you take it from your iPad if you just remove it. And it is USB-C now on the new iPad Pro as well, which is awesome. So if you've got an iPad Pro, it's really cool. Remember though, with iPadOS running on earlier iPads, if you have the Lightning port, you do need to get an adapter that does plug into the mains because the, the Lightning port can't power the external device. Available from um, apple.com for 1,000 pounds. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> it is, it's not too bad. I think it's like 20, 30 pounds, but just bear in mind, you do need to get that. So if you're really excited for this feature and you know that it's going to improve your workflow and really help chances are you probably would have something similar but the the new multitasking gesture controls and the new files app the tie-in so well together um that oh, it just it just makes everything so seamless so seamless and you can have two files windows you can have two of the same apps now running side by side two safaris two files and having the two files ones as well you can drag and drop things from an external drive into the ipad and vice versa instantly now I'm just gonna awesome. continue the flow of like sort of like all the the different sort of multitasking and workflow options mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. now for the iPad. We also have mouse support coming. Oh yes. So that's oh, magic yes. mouse, normal mouse, any mouse, any mouse. The only mouse that doesn't support <laughs> is the furry ones. <laughs> <laughs> Although I might imagine if they run across the screen, they could probably give Fortnite a good bash. <laughs> I mean that's that's how like, that's like, that could be a thing. Um, the one thing Jeez, to say again, <laughs> exactly. The one thing to say about the mouse support is um, it is tucked away in the accessibility settings. Um, the best thing to use the mouse for, I wouldn't say, is just day-to-day use with the iPad. However, because it's in the accessibility support, it doesn't give you a pointer. It gives you like a circle and it mimics. So whenever you click, it mimics what your finger does. So the mouse then becomes your finger. The best feature that I've found for this is when the iPad is connected to an external display, you can put your iPad to the side your iPad's connected to a Bluetooth keyboard. Because you can't obviously touch your finger on an external display, you use the mouse. Yeah. So if you've connected the iPad to an external display, the iPad's powerful enough to basically be a PC anyway. Yeah. You're running all these apps and you want a bigger screen for things, you know so that... if you have a desktop already and have a monitor, a decent monitor... Yeah, you can your connect iPad it. But that's the thing, because usually you would have to like touch the iPad to then interact with that yeah. external <laughs> display. But now you don't. You can just use the mouse. You could and- literally set it under the... Exactly, like a shelf. If you if you're at a desk, you could like sit it on a shelf or something. You can just you can just pop it to the side, lie it flat, just use the mouse. Um, so it's, again, that's really awesome. It is an accessibility settings, but it's there and mm. it works really well. However, if you have a magic mouse, the password key to connect your magic mouse to the Bluetooth is just four zeros. Don't do what I do and type in <laughs> one two three four because then it disappears from your Bluetooth settings for at least three and a half days and you can't find it again. This was a saga. <sighs> I heard about this over a coffee and caffeine. Maybe. I was raging, man. I so was raging. Half the customers that were also at Caffeine Bureau. <laughs> man, you have no idea the frustration. I was like, where is it? Why is it not come back? 
<laughs> that, that iPad was like, nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. Wrong, wrong password. Nah, fuck you. Wrong password. You <laughs> fucked up, bro. You <laughs> fucked up. That's exactly that's what I was you had getting. One chance, pay 50 quid, we'll unlock your account. <laughs> exactly. The bastard was taunting me. But yeah, it worked. It worked well. So um that would that's the if you're using the mouse supporter and you think, oh, what, what would you use a mouse support on, the, on the, the iPad for? Best feature, external display. That's what the mouse support is mm. perfect for. So yeah. So moving on, I know I said iOS 13, but I'm just going to touch on it. Catalina, coming mm. soon too. Now, the reason I'm including that is it's, it's obviously Apple's goal is to really integrate all these devices oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as one ecosystem. We all know that. They've been, they've been doing it for years and they've been doing it really, really well. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the things about Catalina is we now have Mac apps for, uh, sorry, we now have iPad apps for Mac. Yeah, so the iPad um, apps are, so you have Adobe Lightroom has come back to the, the Mac app store. You're going to see more iPad apps be optimised for Mac OS. I assume this is for the sidecar feature and function to expand on that. That would be kind of cool because it means that if you're using the iPad as an external display, which is pencil supported, you're going to have a more seamless transition between iPad and Mac working together type thing. Um, Apple will work quite closely with Adobe, I would imagine, on those types of things. But the biggest thing, that's really cool, but the biggest feature, talking about apps, iTunes is now gone and you now have an Apple TV app, a new Find My Mac app. iTunes is obviously in the abyss. It's been put into the trash can. It's been... It's the books. You've emptied the trash can. One for the memories. And you now have a dedicated Apple Podcasts Mac app. Remember, if you're on there though, give us five stars. Uh, just drop it in there. <laughs> but you have, the dedica- <laughs> you have the dedicated Apple Podcasts app. That was one of my big bugbearers. When I first got my Mac and I started listening to my podcasts, I actually thought that it should be there and I thought that I was it was missing. <laughs> yeah. I, I genuinely was like, yeah. oh my God, where's Apple Podcasts? And then I was like, oh wait, it doesn't have Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's tucked away in iTunes and it was a total pain to get to. Yeah, You do still have the iTunes store and an Apple Music app as well alongside that. Mm. So a few other notable mentions as well is obviously Face ID, 30% faster, and general improvement to stock apps such as obviously Maps. Um, you've got improved portrait mode. You've also got improved Minimoji slash Animoji, whatever it's called these days. I never really pure. used that to be honest. Nah, I, I don't think it's... <laughs> hugely common it's one of them novelty things really isn't it the, the, only, the only time I've ever seen it be used and it'd be class is when they the jobby some, oh no someone someone made the, the shark one and was done the skit from um, Finding Nemo <laughs> hello my name is Bruce hello Bruce <laughs> and they sent it to someone but someone the, the screen recorded it the mm-hmm. partner screen recorded it and put it on Twitter I just thought that was brilliant honourable right. mention if you've seen that video it's class now if you want to get your hands on the beta we'll drop the link in the description below uh, it's a public beta you just have to install the profile onto your iOS device. You will then be prompted or you'll be notified that you have a software update ready to go. That's iOS 13. Download it and enjoy all these awesome new features early. However, I will say if you install it, don't complain about bugs because it's a beta. Don't complain to developers because they're working really hard to fix all these issues. That's why the beta's there because they know there's going to be issues. Feedback, constructive yes. feedback. Don't go, that's just when you install iOS 13, you do get a specific feedback app that will be installed. It's a pink app with a little bubble with an exclamation mark. It goes onto your home screen. 
If you're having issues, jump on that, give them exactly what the issue was, the time, the date, and they'll find the analytics when you do that. You give them permission. They'll find the analytics, they'll find that issue, they'll fix it. And I guarantee you when the next gets updated, your problem will be gone. So beta mode is great. It's absolutely awesome. And the Apple beta software link will be in the description, as we've already said. So get your hands on it. Catalina will be there. Even Apple TV will be there as well. That's That's been newly updated and well optimized for all the other devices and your iPad OS and your iOS 13 for your for your phone as well. So jump on there, get it downloaded. I would say if you have an iPad, especially an iPad Pro, iPad OS is definite. That is a that is a must for you to try it in beta, especially with the new files management system. But for every other device, um, unless you have a, a Mac, a MacBook Pro as well to go alongside an iPad, that might be worth worthwhile doing. Make sure you back up all your devices beforehand. But just one last thing to note about these betas is if you're running macOS Catalina on a uh, Mac that is earlier than 2016, you will need to go into Terminal and write the code to make sure that Sidecar actually pops up. I had to go and I had to do this. Again, I'll drop the link um, below uh, the episode. So if you have an earlier Mac like me that is technically unsupported, you install Sidecar um, through that. It's literally just a little bit of code. You just copy and paste it. Jobs are good and, and it'll pop up. It'll work uh, if you have an iPad to Sidecar with that's running iPadOS. But until then, we, maybe when the final version comes out, it will be compatible. But even if it isn't, if you do it on the beta version, when the final version comes out, the code will still be there and it will still work. That's what I've found going through two, two betas right so far. But that there is a very keen thing and something you might not know unless you try it like me and then you go, why is it not working? My Mac's broke. <laughs> what is going on? And then you. This was also a saga. This was also a saga. Yep. Um, but I managed to get it to work. It's nice and easy. Don't hesitate to to do it. So if you're really keen, do it and just check out all the links that we have in the description below. And then the jobs are good. And look at you, eh, with your iPad and your Mac and your sidecar and driving about and playing with controllers and stuff like that. And your empty wallet. Oh, this is true. <laughs> nah, you've already bought it. <laughs> Probably. You've Hopefully. already in debt. <laughs> you're, so, all, you're already financing with Apple over 12 months. 0%. 0%. That's all right. Nah. Anyway. <laughs> now, before I move on to the Android Q uh, rundown, I just want to say from a personal experience how much I love the Game Pass support. And like I said, we've already like had a shot at iOS 13 on iPad and the GamePad support is phenomenal. Yes, that is the iPad, the latest iPad Pro, so so it's expected to perform really, really well. But we were I was playing Fortnite on that on my lunch and did I notice that I wasn't playing on console? <laughs> yes. Paul was probably late <laughs> nah, back joking. from his lunch. Nah, honestly, like the the, the 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 there was no latency. It was very, very well like optimized. Um, optimized, yeah. Like honestly, like I was with, apart from the, the the sort of far sight and the the graphics and stuff, because obviously the it's a port of Fortnite, so it's not the iPad's yeah. problem; it's the the actual application itself. Well, that's the thing. Like this iPad Pro and the, even the older model, of the iPad Pro, they're both running 120 hertz frame rate, but the game's capped at 30. 30. Yeah. So that's that's quite but annoying. It is what it is. It's a it's I'm, I'm, that will be improved, but honestly, if you have one right now. Um, and you, you've got the beta and you've got a, a gamepad whether it be an, I say a gamepad if you've got a controller whether it be an, a PS4 controller Xbox One controller uh, the Bluetooth uh, options are really really easy uh, they're really easy to connect as well and pair just give it a bash honestly you'll love it you won't be disappointed 
so that was the last thing I wanted to drop in there before we move on to Android Q. So, so again, I'm just going to run you through the key features to be excited about and a few worthy mentions. So I just want to mention that dark mode is obviously already available on most Android phones, but believe it or not, all of them. You so, joking? Nah. So I just want to say, wait, Android Q dark mode will be system-wide. That so is every awesome. Android phone... We'll have Android the ability Q, to go. We'll have the ability to go dark mode. So, again, like iPhone, those users that are running Android phones now that don't have a current option for dark mode, get yourself buzzing because it's coming. That as long as you can update class. it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what what we could do as well is I can get a list of um, all the devices available for the Android QB as well. Cracking. Um, another thing as well is we've got foldable support coming because guess what? Samsung Fold is coming back. They've sorted out the issue. They're looking at a release date. It oh. is coming. Ooh. Oh, yes. Ooh. So foldable support is coming with Android Q. Okay. Now, one of the things I want to, want to explore in a minute, all right, is the Bubbles multitasking thing that you were talking about. I don't know the official name for that. Is that the one with the messages app? Uh, it could be. The new messaging app. Oh, yeah, so yeah. is that specifically for text messages? Then? I'm pretty sure that's like... so. There's there's a new feature. Quite a lot of um quite a lot of carriers now support it, but it's sort of like an iMessage for Google Messages. So and I think the bubble feature wraps in with that. But because like my hands on with the Android Q beta, it's not compatible with my, my device. So I've not installed it, so I've not really had a proper good run on it. But the so far as as, as I'm aware, it's it's more of a it's more of a iMessage type clone if you like, yeah. built into the Google Messages app that you can float each individual conversation, which is kind of annoying. Personally, that does my nothing. I hated it on Facebook Messenger. I've turned it off on Facebook Messenger. Oh. I don't like it at all. Oh, God. Just pops up. Mm-hmm. You're in the middle of doing... You're minding your own business and then out of nowhere, your neighbour that you've no spoke to in ages just sends you one of them chain mail messages. Yeah. Who does that these days? Bit of the day anyway, and you're just like, what's going on? What is going Send on? Send this to ten people on your friends list, or you'll die tomorrow. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Honestly, I've died forty five times. It's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. But yeah, you're getting. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's the support that, that you get. Cool. I don't know the exact name, but that's that's, that's the way it's fine. So anyway, if you're into that sort of stuff, I mean, I know friends that do like the bubble thing, but you can get that in your text messages now. So I guess that's cool. Uh, I'm not too excited about it, but hey ho. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, you've also got obviously like more optimization, better security, mm. um, stock mm. apps and stuff are going to be improved. And oh, just yeah. general, you know, just like think about it a wee spring clean, everything's going to get a wee, a wee, bit, a wee bit more perky, yeah, a little bit more shiny than it is at the moment. Shiny HDR10 plus support, yeah, that's good, that's, that's really good in. for phones that support it. It's really yep. good. Also, camera software buff, oh, yeah, so that's that's, that's especially sort of for like pixel closer, devices. Yeah. I was going to say. That'll be grand for Pixels. Uh, you've also got, you've already got Google Lens, which is amazing. Mm. Google's processing software for their, their cameras are next to none. Yeah, incredible. Uh, we also, this is something I want to talk about, possible Samsung sort of DeX nature oh, sort of yeah, feature that's that, yeah. coming to, so that's going to basically, because I know that while we have a, I think with the Mate, uh, the Mate range, where you can where external you can, display, can yeah. almost, yeah, exactly. 
But they're now looking to do this on, you know, as a standard for Android all Android Q. devices. Yes. My only issue with that will be if it's built into Android Q's standard, what about phones that are guff? Like well, mid, mid range to low range that's phones. That's why I was to talk about it because coming from my experience with my Mate 10 Pro, now the Mate 10 Pro, as you, you probably know, is a it's a decent phone. It's not bad. Uh, it is two years old now, so there's obviously better phones. But I've tried mine. Yep. It's okay. Would I use it? Absolutely not. No. Nah. It's slow. It's fucking glitchy. It's it's not the best experience. So you've fully fledged tried your external display support with your yes. Mate 10. That was with the, the last update that we got, EMUI 9. Yes. And... How, bu- how, how, bu- how buggy was it though? Like, um, well, was it was it Google Pixel Slate buggy? No, no, no. Oh no, God, no. no. <laughs> that, that was buggy. Fear that does give People me the fear. Pay for well. that shit. That's the thing. That was I think if it's in America, six hundred and ninety nine dollars. I think no. for the base model. Pretty sure it was either six nine nine or five nine nine. Oh, anyway, Ooh. so don't buy one of them. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not not quite as bad as that. Uh, which is actually really bad to say that a mobile phone that's two years old isn't as bad as Google. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, it's it's, it's not quite as bad as that, but it is quite slow in terms of like, you know, you point something, you select something, and there's a huge latency. Yep. Like it's... Oh. It's horrid. The, the, the multitasking on that was... <laughs> it also, gave you shivers. It looks... Like when you load it up for fast, it's a, a default like desktop picture. Yeah. It looks like Windows yeah. XP. Yeah. So it's it's, it's all right, but <laughs> when, like I said, could be better. Could be faster. Could be better optimized. I don't think they spent a lot of time on it, to be honest. I really think they've done it just because Samsung Notes do it. So they were just kind of like, well, we can do that too. Yeah. Because when they bring it out in the Note 9, uh, when they said, when Samsung came out and said, right, you no longer need a deck station, it's built into the phone. I think it was while we just sort of pre-prepping that to go, well, we've been doing it for a year already. It's mm. shit, but it was available. So, yeah, a very good point. You know, if you do have a 16 gig storage, 2 gig RAM phone, are you going to be using that with an external <laughs> screen? I mean, for, I uh, think you know, personally, desktop? one thing I've noticed and I've realised is I actually now want a smaller phone. Yeah. That's one thing I realised because I do all I'll my like, back. all my heavy duty stuff on my iPad now so I think if if you're really one of those kinds of people that need a device to hook up to external displays and all that for shizzle and do it to be mm-hmm. fair I never really actually hook up my iPad to an external display I don't really need to mm-hmm. um, I now have sidecar obviously from a Mac so if I need to do like proper like computer stuff I've got my laptop but if you just had something like this I mean I couldn't imagine anyone that could do everything they could do tablet stuff phone stuff and desktop stuff using a phone I mean, no. that would be cool, but I think I'd be boring. Yeah. I'd be boring. Just using one thing all the time, I'd just fucking just be boring. But, like, I couldn't imagine that one device does all. No. And let's be serious. I, I honestly think Android's only doing this because they're just trying to snub the other, like, developers that's, like, building on these things on top of Android, like Samsung with their decks and Huawei with their... <laughs> Yeah, with with, with, their, with their desktop support, so I it's think like, Android. It's like the the gates sort of wearing down. Mm. They're just refitting the bolts. Yep, yep keep these definitely. guys penned in. Yeah. Also, because Google has um, stopped the Pixel Slate production and they're not producing any tablets That's as well, news. maybe 
they're focusing more on the foldable the foldable side and making their phones hope fa- do you know what hopefully the next pixel will have more than four gigs of fucking ram <laughs> because they'll be like oh we need to run a desktop now we'll give it five maybe six push the boy out a little but maybe that's what I think, I think they're just trying to snub the other developers yeah but it would be kind of cool if it was like a miniature sort of Chrome OS mm-hmm. runs alongside your phone that'd be kind of cool but I mean I could I wouldn't nah mm. nah it's not really my jam nah I'm a strawberry but, jam kind of guy <laughs> good to know right. so <laughs> get stalking <laughs> so uh, seedless or non-seedless oh I must say I do like a seedless I, I don't know, know why, why I said non-seedless I said seed like I could have just said seedless or seeds oh wait you said seedless or non-seedless <laughs> that's weird but that, to answer the question seedless or nah, seed? um, I like seeds yeah, same. Aye, it just gives it it's a, a bit better crunch. Well, have you ever had the jam? Like, I had jam last good strawberry preserve. 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 Strawberry preserve Get last the terms night. In there. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And it, there was literally one full strawberry that was like mashed to bits inside. Honestly, it was jamified strawberry. It was bloody delicious. It was so good. The strawberry all the wasps are going mad for. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. But mm. there could have been a wasp in there. There was a wee bit of crunch, <laughs> but I mean, oh, it was delicious. Delicious. Anyway, anyway. So, other than jam, uh, apart from that, the Android Q there wasn't huge amounts in that. We just thought it'd be worth dropping in um, to let you guys know with you know an Android phone what is coming up. So we've covered the software. Okay, now we're going to look at the bigger picture. We're going to talk about the Apple ecosystem versus the Google ecosystem. Why invest in Apple? Why invest in Google? What have they got to offer? Right, well, I can give you a rundown of some of the things I use on Android and why I'm now moving towards the sort of Apple side of things. But before I do that, I must just say, disclaimer, I do wish there was a little bit more leeway when you're using one that it can communicate really well with the other. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the whole point of an ecosystem. That doesn't, I get that, but simple things like I love my Chromecast but the fact that using the Google Home app I can't cast my iPad screen to the Chromecast yeah. that's just a little thing that I'm just like oh come on guys also come just on. as a quick thing to cover before we go into this mm-hmm. right Stephen run me through your setup so you, so the listeners know exactly what you're currently right, using okay, okay. and then I'll run you through obviously what I have right and, you know so currently I have for my main mobile device a Huawei Mate 10 Pro. Um, Android. That, yep, it's an Android device. Um, at home I have a Google Chromecast in my TV and um, it's actually in the back of my Xbox and I have a HDMI split between my Xbox and my PlayStation. So if I want to cast anything to my TV, everything's just hand off through the Xbox onto the Chromecast. If I need to watch anything, just cast it to the TV, obviously. My Chromecast is also linked up alongside my phone to my Google Home Mini. Brilliant little device. I managed to pick it up right dirt cheap. I got it for a fiver. Absolute bargain. You get it for another little steady pound, they're definitely worth it. So at night time, I'll say good night, blah, 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 blah. Set my alarms, all that stuff. We've already, in our first episode, we went everything over everything smart speakers. So if you're interested in like how all that stuff works, have a jump back, listen. Um, but I have all that linked up. That's the sort of Android side of things. It's brilliant. Um, that's a great speaker for Spotify, by the way. <laughs> Um, but on the Apple side of things, I have obviously my Mac and my iPad. 
and obviously we've just went over everything that Mac OS, Catalina and, I, and iPad OS you know exactly how they pair up and if you're an, if you're an Android user you'll know that people that are rocking iPhones have iMessage things like that AirDrop these are also little convenient things but that's sort of my workflow I have the Apple side set up of main computing devices and then more personal devices and home devices is Google okay and we'll run into the whys and hows and the wares mm. so what wares? is it <laughs> I don't know so for myself, I'm a little simpler mm-hmm. in the sense of what I use. So I'm also running the Huawei Mate 10 Pro. Love okay. it. Again, You're upgrading soon, no? Oh, well, I'm waiting on that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, I'm also toying. I don't, I don't know. I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, um, I'm excited. Yeah. I don't have a tablet. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a desktop type of guy. I like sitting at a desk. I like having yep. a computer there in front of me. Mm-hmm. I don't personally think I've ever needed I've never thought to myself, do you know what? What I need in my life is an iPad yep. or a Samsung yep. S tablet or whatever. I have never, you know, expressed the, the wish to have one. Yep. All right. Um, from my um, computer, I've mentioned before, I run a MacBook Pro uh, 2014 version. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that is my Apple product. I used to have an iPhone. I switched to Android. Yep. Again, I'll run through the reasons for that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite simple in my use. I don't have smart speakers. I don't have a Chromecast. I have a smart telly, so therefore I don't need one. All right, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't have an Apple. I don't have a tablet. You have your PlayStation as well? Well, yeah, Well, yeah. that's a, a totally different kettle of fish. Oh, I love that. Kettle of fish. I have a PlayStation. Yeah, got a PlayStation. Don't, I don't play Xbox. Uh, the controllers have never agreed with my hands. <laughs> Fair enough, at least you're honest. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, I, this is the bottom line, I couldn't play Nazi Zombies mm. on an Xbox controller because of the weird way I build wall, uh, build the barriers back up because oh. I can shoot, well not shoot, but like I can um, turn around and make sure there's nothing behind me and stuff while I'm building barriers by weirdly moving my hands and stuff and I can do it on a PlayStation controller. Just with the analogue sticks are Yeah, I, I, think, right. I think, I can't remember, I've not played it in ages and the way I do it. Just the muscle memory it. now, but like... <laughs> I know I can do it on yeah. a PlayStation controller and it's really awkward on an Xbox controller. Someday I'll sympathise me somewhere. Can we just appreciate this noise? That's the Xbox controller. Scum. <laughs> I just love I just love I just love the Oh, that's <laughs> uh, it would might it might surprise you to know that PlayStation 4 controllers also have analogues. Yeah, no, but I mean, <laughs> that's I just have that one at hand, okay? I just have that there. Anyway, cracking on. So We'll start off with the Apple Apple ecosystem mm-hmm. and everything it has to offer. So, well, it's it's one thing. I'll just quickly explain. Obviously, I've I've touched upon that I wanted my iPad to replace my Mac, but I'll explain why I decided on that as opposed to upgrade my Mac. As you know, I've got a 2013 model, right? So I chose the iPad because it's much more powerful than than all the the base model um, MacBook Pros that have been released all the way up to 2018 and um, even a, all the 13 inch apart from the top spec 13 inch which is near £2,000 um, so it's GPU power as much as it's, it's a very capable device but then you was also, I was also getting versatility so for a much cheaper price point at less than £1,000 um, well I say less than £1,000 the retail is, is just under £1,300 but um Decent deal. So, uh, less than a thousand pounds for mine. I have the two fifty six gig cellular model, eleven inch iPad Pro. I was getting a PC capable device with the new iPad OS, and I was also getting a tablet 
um, on top of that. So I was getting much more for my money. I'm a value for money kind of guy. And this is one, going to be one of the, the big players as well when we're comparing the Apple versus Google ecosystem. Um, so that's originally my plan. But Apple's hardware, you know, is very capable. It's super fast, super quick. And you know it lasts a lifetime. My Mac, as I've said, is 2013. It is now 2014. It's now 2019. 2019. I know, that's what I'm saying. Six years old and it's still going strong. Yours is five years old, still going strong. I mean, I've done probably more damage to my Mac than my Mac has done to my Mac. My mate dropped his Mac on laminate flown and dented his laminate flown. My um, my girlfriend um, does obviously like special effects. Yeah. And she spilled um, liquid latex oh God. all over her keyboard, <sighs> in her keyboard. Uh, and obviously that shit dries mm-hmm. like rubber. Mm. Um, so we <laughs> sat for ages picking that shit out. And it was coming out, it was, oh, I mean, it was fused all under the keys, obviously. Like, it's running at fast and it dries mm. and it's, it's, it is very, very rubbery. Um, yeah, we were pulling out like key shaped bits of latex <laughs> and stuff. Totally fine. Uh, it's a decent piece of gear. I wouldn't. I would I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise doing that. And I also wouldn't say that the new Apple keyboard with the butterfly keys would uh, would, would would hold up to that sort of damage. Uh, but isn't that glass? Oh no, 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 no. That's the that's the new pan that they've put in. We'll cover that. We'll, we'll cover we'll, that. We'll, yeah, we'll get to oh, that in yeah. an episode at some point. Oh yeah. yeah. But the butterfly keyboards is the flat one that you see in all the new designs from. Oh, it was first yeah, initially on the yeah. MacBook, the okay. original MacBook 2015 version. And um, those ones are a little bit. A little bit iffy. So with my um, iPad and Mac now paired up, um, everyone knows Google Photos obviously uploads everything to the cloud, but your iCloud Photos as well backs up to the cloud alongside everything else. So your notes, your emails, all your logins, all that stuff automatically backs up and logs in. All your authentication as well. So your Apple Pay authentication, all that stuff, it's all well encrypted and it's all nice and secure and it's all done under one backup. So instead of having to go into like different apps to backup, everything's done here and there. Also, we've spoke about the differences in iOS, iOS 13, obviously that's been updated, but across all of Apple's devices, there's one operating system, one only. That is very convenient and very good because you can jump from your phone to your iPad and the experience changes slightly, but not much. Your iPad to your Mac and then things now with like the file system, with having Finder on on the iPad, you know how things laid out, how things look. And one of the best things about a Mac that you get the similar experience to the iPad is when you use two apps or even a single app in the Mac, you have no distractions. It's the app, nothing else. There's no, no bar at the bottom, no bar at the top. It's just the app. If you have two running side by side, there's nothing else distracting you. You can work away and have no distractions. Same with the iPad. You still have that very same experience. And again, if you do things like that on your iPhone as well, again, there's no distractions when you're in an app. So things like that are key. Most of Apple's stuff, the software, you know it works. We've went over everything, but the big key differential, although it's much more pricey, you're getting solid hardware that lasts, let's just say, I mean, it does last a total lifetime of a device. Like their device lifetimes are like so much higher than everyone else's. As we've already said, the laptops have lasted us more than half a decade. Um, iPads, I can definitely see this lasting me a great many years as well. Um, Especially with the power it's churning out now, that's that's one of those things. The equivalent Mac will last just as long as our Macs. So I'm much, I'm very confident that this will last me just as long as my Mac will. 
as long as I don't drop it off the top of my car, which I did with an iPad that I owned many, 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 many moons ago. I put it on the top of my car and drove away and it smashed. <laughs> yeah, I remember. So, uh, yeah, that, yeah, let's not do that again. But um, that's some of the main advantages of the Apple ecosystem. There's a, there's a little bit more con- like in that in the sense of it's just like, it's very pricey, but you know that the software just works and it's secure and you know that the hardware is just so good. Yeah, outside of uh, you know your iPhone, Mac, iPad world, you mm. also have now your Apple TV, yeah, your Apple speaker that I can never remember the name of. The home, just, HomePod? Is it, is it the HomePod? HomePod? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... It's not something I would buy. Siri, that, that's the handicap to, to iOS is Siri, but there is... I think there's a strong reason for that. But the HomePod, you can't like even control Spotify with your voice because Apple wants you to use Apple Music and it's just like an Apple thing. Yeah. And this is where we feel that Google triumph. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. Like as as great as iPad's software is mm-hmm. and all the things you can do and the convenience it brings just the lack of control this is why we're so excited for dark mode because it feels like it gives you more control Ken, it's like it's like they're going oh here's like a little carrot really, isn't it? Aye, and yeah. no, we're going to take it away they, they just give you like one thing and then just go <laughs> the rest is ours that's sort of like how we feel um, but yeah that's definitely somewhere where Google Triumph you do have your mm. Apple TV which their subscription service isn't actually going to be costing anything if you're an Apple subscriber they're going to launch a Netflix type service that's free if you're an Apple user so it's literally just buy an Apple TV and basically plug and play which would be kind of cool hopefully that does play out but that'd be kind of cool now you think we're done with Apple we're not oh god tell me we more. have the Apple Watch oh the Apple Pencil can I just say right the iPhone has made the Apple Watch the number one wearable accessory, smart accessory wow. in the world. Fashion or function? It's insane. Oh, definitely both though. Def- the, the, this is one thing, right? You, my complaint about the, the Mac keyboards, that's definitely form over function. Mm-hmm. But with the additions of the bigger screen, the faster processing, the dedicated app store for the Apple Watch, plus the ECG and the hookup to your health app, um, that's definitely more function over form the Apple Watch design has always been very appealing very nice very good build but there's definitely a lot more function in that it's kind of good to see that that's hardware and software improvements for the, the new series of Apple mm. Watch so yeah I mean, that's, that's a little bit of both so we're moving on with Android um, that's a totally different kettle of fish love you kettles think- love fish Two great things. Two great things. But you wouldn't put a fish in a kettle. So Android, the reason it's a different kettle of fish, all right, mm-hmm. you've got Apple, mm-hmm. one company. Yep. Android. Yep. Obviously made by Google. Yeah. But Samsung, Huawei, well, Google as well. Oppo. Sony, LG. Yeah. Like you said, Oppo, Xiaomi. So many different manufacturers that take that open source software, again, Open source. Mm-hmm. Anyone can get Android. Yeah. You could, if you're clever enough to make a phone in your garage, you can download Android <laughs> from the internet. It's it's there, right? Yeah. yeah. All these companies can put their own touch on Android. So when you talk about Android, it's very, very difficult to like generalize it because mm. each iteration of Android is so different from the next. All right. You compare EMI, you compare EMI to like Samsung, for example. Yeah. Samsung, I would say, is so far gone from Android that it's it's almost Samsung's own operating system without the whole licensing issue. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So 
I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, 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 it's similar similar to, to what Huawei's doing with the MUI as well. Like yeah. they're, they're they're taking all these key features and they're trying to make it like their own. Yeah. They're trying to make it out there. They're trying to stand out from what Google's doing. Yeah. Even you could even compare it to like the OnePlus, like Oxygen OS. Again, totally, totally different. Yeah. The only so, thing I mean, is they've got though, common common features, oh, yeah. but it's you know, they, they, they have signatures that have been, you know, designed by their Yeah. I think the one big difference between Oxygen OS and Samsung and Huawei is that OnePlus don't try and push anything other. Like they don't in fact they don't try and push anything. Whereas like Samsung, you've got Bixby, you've got yeah. everything else built in there. So you've you've almost got an ecosystem trying to be built upon on or on top of another ecosystem. Yeah. In in a sense. So it does get quite confusing. Okay. So the reason I like mine, and mm-hmm. I do like EMUI, I do yep. like Huawei. Okay. I came from an iPhone and I always explain this Traitor. to people. I know, I know. I was explaining this to people like I think EMUI is the closest iteration of Android to uh, to iOS yeah. and the way it works and how I think it's a really really easy transition. So I wanted Android because I wanted a bit more freedom with my device and yeah. what I could do with it. And I got that freedom, but mm. I also managed to retain a lot of the workflow that I had developed through years of having an iPhone. So, and again, this is why I've never really bothered about having, you know, like a Mac and an Android phone. Yeah. Because I've always liked keeping them separate as well. So just to contradict, you know, what we were saying about the ecosystem with Apple and having everything all linked up and synced and, mm-hmm. you know, all running great. I actually didn't like that when I had an iPhone and I did keep them separate. I ran it for a while. I thought that was kind of weird. It. Yeah. I know you, you, you found this totally bizarre that I didn't like it, but oh. I like having two distinguishably different devices, right? So... Having an Android phone and a Mac, it doesn't impact me at all in how in how I use these devices. Yeah. What I like about Android is one, it's running on the Google Play Store. Yep. Now all the apps you download on that are free. Yes, yep. it comes with adverts. You can buy the premium one if you want. So like Apple, you can't pay for it. But there is a free option. Yeah. Not available on iPhone. All right. So small thing. But again, with um, Android, when I'm saying about multiple, you can download different launchers. You can change you know, so many different things to make your phone your phone. I think of like Android as Play-Doh, right? Mm-hmm. So you can shape it, mold it, twist I like it. That. Yeah, it's a good analogy. And I think of iPhone as like Lego. You can only get square ones and rectangle ones. Right. But you can't put like, like a that. rectangle in a, a, on a wheel. Aye. Do you know what I mean? So like yep. certain things fit with certain things and there's a bit more... You know, there's there's more rules than what you could do. A, lot, a little bit, a little bit more restriction. Yeah. With Play-Doh, if I don't have a square, I can just mold a square and put it on my triangle. I don't know, terrible <laughs> analogy, but you know, I I think it works. Android it is works. Android is tangible. It's it's moldable. You can, I mean, I've I've seen so many different phones um, from different people, and I don't think I've ever seen a phone like mine. I don't, In terms of like how it's laid out, yeah, how it's laid out, and you know how it's customised to suit the user. And I've seen some pretty fucking bizarre ways to use them. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just, just down to how people work. I mean, my mate's got a key... I mean, just simple things like custom keyboards. My mate's got this really weird keyboard where everything's all on the same line. So, like, they're, like, they're slightly, like, separated, and he just literally swipes his keyboard. 
and he types rapid quick. I don't understand how it works and I hated it and I couldn't use it. Swipe type keyboards are pretty cool. Yeah, but it wasn't the standard like QWERTY keyboard where it was like, in, like you know, like three lines. Mm-hmm. It was just one line. Oh, but it was like strange. But like the letters were all like sort of le- like it was the one line, but they were all sort of stacked. If that makes sense, it was really fucking weird. I'll try and get the name of the keyboard for you, and we can talk about this in another episode as well. Uh, and you guys can I'm see what intrigued. we mean. It is a really, really strange keyboard. I'll find out from. Uh, but even just things like that, you can change the keyboard. I actually spoke to someone today um, who was who was running a Samsung S6, and I was like, "Why? Why are you still running the S6?" She's like, I really like my keyboard. I was like, why is that? She was like, it's a Samsung keyboard. They don't do it in the later Samsungs, but it's still a three before keyboard. But it's a three before keyboard with predictive text. And you don't uh, get that in an S7. This is, this is very true. This is true. So like, it's just simple things like that. Do you know what I mean? There's so many different variants and no, I don't think any Android phone is the same as the next. They're all the, they're all the same out of the box. Mm. But once you put that in a user's hands, it's like fucking, it's like, once you know how you get two colours of Play-Doh and you mix them up, you're never getting those colours back. Like, oh, separated I... again. That's just, that's far gone. I love some you're going to get a brown bit of dough from your red, yellow and blue. Yeah, the it's... only <laughs> the only issue I have with that is it means that, so people who, as you say, is, they, they like their Samsung phone, but then they want to go to the next Samsung phone and it's completely different. Yeah. That's probably the only thing that, kind of holds it back mm-hmm. from being a, let's just say, a easy to use software. Because, and don't, don't get me wrong, Android has definitely got a lot easier to use and Samsung's new One UI is beautiful. Very easy, very simple. But for some people who are so used to it, like older people or people who are don't really care about like tech that much and they just want to use the phone, mm-hmm. do these massive changes then just become a headache because it's a new learning curve. So yeah. I'd say it's a really good thing, but then it's also... People don't want to learn how to use their phone every two years. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to sort of keep it keep it clean. And I think that's one of the big advantages of the whole, like, Apple iOS. Because even though, like, big updates and changes come, everything stays simple and clean and the same. Mm-hmm. So, following on to, like, the, the rest of the sort of Google ecosystem, mm. obviously we touched on with Apple, you have your phone, your tablet option, your computer option. Yeah. Well, your laptop option. So, oh, yeah. talking portable here. Yeah. You've got your home speaker and your TV. Yep. Okay. So going with the same sort of thing with your Google ecosystem, you have your, well, any phone, any manufacturer that runs Android oh, yeah. is part of that ecosystem. So you have loads of different options, which one, we were talking about this before, mm-hmm. because there is so many different options of the same thing, it introduces competition, therefore it's a lot cheaper. So people who are on a budget yep. but still want a really, really good, reliable, oh yeah, high spec device can fall back on Android to save a bit of money. Definitely, and it still does the job. But um, for tablet options, you know, you've got Samsung who make high end tablets as well. Their S range tablets are really, really good. Um, Huawei also make their own tablets. Again, not probably as as high end as Samsung, but good for good for the majority of users though. Yeah, for yeah. media consumption, cheap. If you're a general good. user that just needs a tablet for the bigger screen, Huawei tablets are a good option. Oh yeah. So again, talking about different options, got your Chromecast. Mm-hmm. I would say that is your your main sort of alternative to Apple TV kind of. If that makes sense, you can stream you know, any, cast any your apps from it. That, you know, yeah. yeah, you basically just you can share your screen to your telly. Which, which is, is amazing. Really advantageous and because then you're not restricted to 
any one sort of service type thing on that front. Whatever you're running on your, let's say, your phone, your tablet, or a compatible laptop, which if you use, I use BlueStacks, which is an Android emulator on my computer, you can cast that as well. So it's really advantageous for for things like that. And it it just makes life so much easier when you just want to watch something. You know what I'm talking about. I'm just not going to say it. But you want to watch something that you're not allowed to watch. That sounds really bad, actually. I think we should just like like clarify that we're talking about showbox. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We're talking that about movies. We're talking about movies. Dangerous death. That yeah. was definitely getting pretty bad there. But <laughs> saving the Chromecast, you also have the Google Home system. Yep. Um, there's loads of iterations of that. You've got your your main Google Home. You've got your Google Home Mini. You also have your um, what's the one with the screen? That's that's also just called the Google Home. Oh, is it? Yeah, even the tower one. The, the that's also called the Google Home. The only one that's different is the Google Home Max and the Google uh, the Google Home. It's not Pod Google Home Base or something. I think it's just the Google mm. Home Max is the only one with a different name. That's the big massive speaker one, like right, really cool. big. Cool. Um, but the other ones are just Google Home. So again, they int- they integrate with any Android device, phones, yeah, um, tablets as well. Um, so again, they're amazing for Stephen. Like uses his religiously for like, oh, yeah. waking up in the morning, every morning, every night. Hey Google, mon- or mon- was it Good Morning Google? And yeah. it runs you through like your news. As I said, that my phone's my phone's here. Hello there. Anything I can do for you? So um, mine's. So if, if I say if I say um, Hey Google, Good Morning, it takes me through. It takes me through the news. It tells me time, weather. Need to unlock your phone. So Paul's phone needs to be unlocked. Hi, um, Steve. So we just had to put a wee cut on the audio there because we literally got attacked by Google. Google so would just went bananas on both of us. We're just going to rephrase when we're talking about <laughs> this and stop using key phrases that will uh, activate both of our phones because we generally couldn't even stop that. Like we, we tried to sort of power through it and sort of like act as a joke, but yeah, it wasn't happening. Nah. Um, so Google, shut up. Anyway, it's there. It integrates with all these devices. I mean, mm. you'd literally just heard it on my phone. You know, I wasn't even trying to use it and it was it was there. Instant. Yeah. I mentioned the keywords and phrases. It was listening. It was there. It Definitely. was ready to use. It was, I mean, from what, when we tried to continue that conversation there off off the tape, um, it was giving us the information we were talking oh, about, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. We mentioned weather. Weather, boom, news, weather was there. everything was there. Exactly. So, it's also one of those things as well, because it's so open, all the extra peripheries like smart light bulbs, smart switches, smart TVs, everything smart that's made by other manufacturers and other companies works with Google's devices and that as well. So there's all those extra advantages that the ecosystem can be built so much bigger than just the Google devices. Um, however, the one last thing to just sort of like finally compare these two mass ecosystems because we've given you like a like a, a good run through the Apple one and then the Google one like a sort of like a a brief because there's so many because obviously you've got Samsung's ecosystem see with Android Huawei's, it's really really hard it's so much difficult because as we said about Samsung decks and things like that like Samsung's really trying to push that and Bixby and all these other things Huawei's got their mate books and their Huawei phones and they try to do something similar and you, you kind of get overloaded and that's again another sort of disadvantage as well when you're shopping around for sort of an Android phone it's like oh which Android's better but all the same things still apply it's just like if you want the extra stuff or not um, but as we said and, and as is posted earlier on you've got Apple one company one thing one software across all your devices you know the hardware is there that's it with Google well, the disadvantage of that obviously is Apple's 
very pricey. So it's a mm-hmm. very expensive ecosystem. It's worth the money if you like it. Definitely worth it, but I mean, it's, it's very pricey. And obviously with Google, you've got the extra competition, you've got the extra choice, you've got the extra freedom, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper as well. But with it, you've got some in some places too much choice, and in some places a little bit too much complication. So again, the workflow on the Google side isn't as seamless, but on the Apple side, it's very seamless. But is it worth paying extra premium? That's 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 up to each user to decide. But I think the way that we work it, having a good mix between um, Android and Apple, it works for us. It works for our workflow. Um, and again, that's something that, that we can we'll, we'll run through in, in later episodes is what actually do we do on our workflows and why does it work for us as well? Um, that'll probably be something that's quite interesting because if you're in similar shoes to us and you're like, what do we want to buy? Maybe we can help you. Maybe yeah. we can give, give we help my hand. I would definitely buy a Google Home Mini though. It's worth 30 quid. Just so saying. I think we saying. can draw a sort of bottom line that I don't think we can draw like a, a clear winner out of the two. No, because no, no, no. There is so much, so much good to come from both ends. 100%. Like you said, diversity for Android and a solid ecosystem from Apple. Yeah. So I really can't draw a clear winner. So I think the clear message there is get what, yourself a mix. Yeah. See what works for you. Definitely. Work out, you know, you know your workflow better than anyone else. So, yeah. You think you compare your workflow to these devices that are on offer? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how you make your informed decision of what you buy. Yeah, and just as a wee disclaimer for my Mac, what works best for me with all the Android side, I have Windows and Mac OS installed. So if I need to quickly jump between Windows stuff and Mac OS stuff, it's there. So you, I mean, you can you can even so if you have an Apple device. Yeah, you still have that extra bit of diversity as well, which is which is kind of cool. The only thing I'd say is on the Google side of hardware things for laptops and computers, I would say if you're thinking about getting a computer and they're nearly the same price and you're just like a general user that might want to push their laptop to a wee bit of a limit, I would say it's always worth probably checking out the Macs and being on that end because if anything, you know it's going to last. But if it's going to be cheaper and you're going to look for, say, like a Surface Pro device against like an iPad, the fact that you can get a Surface Pro at like 600 quid and iPads obviously start at 799, I mean, saving yourself that extra wee bit of money could go a hell of a long way and they're brilliant devices as well. So again, as Paul said, it's what works for you. So get on the interwebs, do some research, you'll find the best devices for your workflow and that's the bottom line. There's no clear winner. We can't give you a video. I know we're, if you were tuning in hoping that we gave the badge someday, sorry to disappoint you, but that's just the bottom line. We can't. No, you definitely can't. There's just so much good stuff on both sides. It works for you. It works for me. And it'll, for any of you guys listening. I'm sure it'll work differently for anyone who's listening. Exactly. But definitely, I would say, keep it diverse. Keep it within your budget as well. And make sure that what you're buying, you're not buying it just for the sake of it. You're buying it because it works for you. And also, do not give in to peer pressure when someone goes, why are you using that? You need to buy an iPhone. You don't need to buy an iPhone because an iPhone works for them. It it may not necessarily work for you. That's the last thing I'm going to add. I agree. I'm I'm still going to try and peer pressure you though. Now that I'm moving, I want you to move as well. Next episode, rundown of our new iPhones. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen tries to convince Paul. (laughs) But anyway, I think we'll leave it there. That's about time. Yeah. So I've been Stephen. I've been Paul. And this has been Mind the Gap. (laughs) 